we are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE Now. I'm Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have Mike Roberts. And today, Mike, we are playing another home game, which is something that we don't get to do often, but it's always nice when we do have an opportunity to broadcast from the CTE conference room just off a of nine-mile road. The Batcave. The Batcave. <laughs> boom, boom, boom. I add sound effect here. But I uh, got another guest for you guys here. So you don't have to just listen to me and Mike have a conversation all day long. Even though I think that might be that might be make for some good content. What do you think, Mike? Uh, I don't know because I think we're going to get like all self-important and you know. Yeah, we're you know, it. you're right. You know, <laughs> for the benefit of our egos, maybe we shouldn't go that route. There you go. <laughs> but before we get into the show, gotta remind you as always to check us out on social media: Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. I felt like I was leaving out one right there. Well, you had it in alphabetical order, so you couldn't have messed it up. Was that alphabetical order? Oh, the last two. Was it? Oh, wow. <laughs> I didn't even. I totally did that on purpose, but all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com for information on all the awesome things we offer your student uh, via Henrico Career and Technical Education or Henrico Workforce and Career Development. Two names, both accurate, and we'll give you the same vital information to make sure. Your student is prepared for life. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of the major podcast venues and the majority of the minor ones. So please check us out. Search for us. It's not hard to find. We're the only CTE podcast out there that I've found. But if you like and subscribe, you won't miss an episode. We're up to 80-some episodes, four years of work. So please, you don't want to miss us. It's lots of great information for students and their parents so they know uh, how to prepare themselves when they get to high school and be ready for their life and their careers. You know, you're right, Mike, for the parents, too, because, I mean, we talk to professionals all the time, and this is just genuinely good career advice as well when you really think about it. Right. When 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 their child comes to them and asking them questions, the, the student has already gotten some information, gotten it from the counselors, gotten it from the, the teachers, and they, maybe they're listening to us and this is a, also a venue for where the parents can listen to and i think looking at our numbers it's mainly parents <laughs> yeah 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 i don't some reason i don't think we're as popular with the kids anymore maybe we need to get someone of the younger demographic in here to well, that's because you've got cooler you've you've, I hit you've 30, hit the magic dude. it's number. over it, it's over yeah, 30, they're not it's listening over. to you anymore no no that's when i started tucking my uh, shirt into my pants and stuff like that right now i was what? doing that prior to 30 okay <laughs> yes, <you> let's get <laughs> let's get to Let's get to the show. Today we are speaking with Henrico County Public Schools welder, Mr. Ryan Beck. Welcome to the program, sir. Thank you for having me. Hey, man. Glad you are. Uh, it's not a long trip for you. Are you, are you just across the street from I us? am. Okay, that is awesome. So let's talk about your career path, Ryan. How, how did you get here? How did you become a welder? I was 14, started sweeping the floor in a welding shop. In the evenings, weekends, whenever, you know, summer break, whenever I could catch a ride up there. It was a uh, friend of the family that owned the shop, and he was welcome to have me, you know. Started actually welding in middle school, middle school shop class. You know, just had the same projects I did every year. It was just my turn to make them, and got to experience a little bit of welding. What school system had welding in middle school? That's cool. Hanover. Hey, really? Hanover schools, yeah. Went oh, to, wow. Uh, Chickahominy Middle. Okay, and that's great. And then I went to uh, Atlee. I was real big into agriculture education, the FFA, which was uh, Future Farmers of America. Mm -hmm. Great organization. Learned more about welding, realizing I enjoyed it, plus working in a welding shop sweeping the floors you know you could be in the middle of doing something and old guy say hey come here boy you know can you do this 
And I'd say, well, no, sir. And he said, well, try it. And just progressed from there. Worked at that shop for quite a while, uh, I think five or six years. Uh, left there, went to the Henrico General Services uh, Automotive Maintenance as their welder for about two years. Okay. Uh, I left to go make real money. <laughs> uh, spent a long time in uh, job shops, and I uh, just saw the opportunity to come back to the county, and it worked out. That sounds like the, the county, you've given to the county, and the county's given to you, and now you're back here giving back to the county. Yep. Be le- letting me and Mike uh, grill you here for a couple seconds about your life. So thank you again for being on the show. But let's talk a little bit about, about that welding experience. What was the, the earliest experience? You mentioned you were in the shop. What was a, one of the first projects you got actually had, your ch- had a chance to get your hands on? And well, as far as like professional experience, the first project we had in, in middle school was a uh, jack stand, you know, just to uh, hold your car up. Uh, real simple. The the shop teacher already had all the measurements of everything you needed to cut, and then he showed you how to do it. And then step by step, we put it together. I found that I enjoyed doing it. I wasn't very good at it. It was the uh, fire and sparks, right? That, but that yeah, drew you. <laughs> yeah, it was something to do, and it, it sparked an interest, like you said. You got the middle school experience when you realized that you you had a chance to actually make a, a decent living using your hands and, and using welding as as far as knowing i could make money with my hands it started at a young age i was always one that could figure things out uh, i didn't have to read anything about it i could pull it apart and put it back together or you know see something broken and it just just something about the way my mind works. I can visualize how to fix it. I wish I was like that, man. I got to go to YouTube University. To <laughs> to stuff out, so. But that's awesome, though. So, so, and then the welding just happened to be that's it. Just I kind of fell into it. Did you did you have any other welding experience other than uh, the middle middle school and working at the shop? I mean, did you well, take any other through, classes through high school? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I guess it was uh, uh, machinery classes and. Uh, just ag business classes, everything. It was all centered around uh, agriculture education, right? Which is what uh, Atley pushed uh, and still does. I just found a knack for it, and uh, I kind of befriended the teachers, and uh, you know, it kept me involved, and actually, really kept me in school. Was the opportunity that they gave me. So let's talk about uh, outside of, of the te- Texan or outside of CTE. What was what were you like as a student, man, uh, outside of those classes and maybe not, inside those classes? Not, not good. He, he's, <laughs> he, he said it's what kept him in school. Yeah, oh. yeah it, it really is. Um, I was never disrespectful to my teachers, but just the way my mind works, I could not, you know, absorb what they were giving me. But I can visualize how things work. It's just the type of learner that I am. I was there most days, but it was definitely the agriculture that the the uh, – the welding, the shop classes that kept me drawn into it. Yeah, when when I was I went to Chesterfield, Chesterfield Technical Center, and the last two years in high school, I'm not saying it kept me in school. I wasn't gonna, but it's what definitely made the day. The reason why I wanted to get up and go to school was being in on the automotive classes those the last two years of high school. I really really enjoyed it, and I had a great uh, set of teachers in both those classes. So you mentioned that you uh, enjoyed working with your hands and kind of had a knack for working with your hands. Let's talk about why those CTE programs uh, kept you in school, right? Why those CTE programs motivated you to show up, and why did you enjoy them more than maybe the other classes you took? Well, um, just the friendships that we that I made. Truthfully, my grandfather told me I had to graduate high school. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "You have to do it. I have to. Do, you know, I had to do it. You have to do it." So, there you go. Um, it was a learning experience. You know, you can take something from it and and run with it. I say, you know, you see some kids that may not be too handy, 
And my thought is, well, they never got to hold a flashlight for their dad you <laughs> right, know, because yeah. they just haven't seen it. Right. Um, being exposed to these things, I think, is huge. Had I not had a shop class, I might not have ever realized that I had the knack for welding. So I think CTE is just probably a great introduction, a good starting point. And, and those skills do translate to other parts of your life, right, too. It right? really does. I mean, like, something goes wrong in the house, I'm sure you'll be able to figure it out. It does. Through my career, I've worked multiple different industries uh, involving welding. Okay. And when, say, when you're working in a mine and you've got a, a crusher or a, a sand wash that's broken, you know, you've got a multi-million dollar operation that's shut down and they want it fixed now. And you... When you start pulling things apart and fixing them, you gain confidence. Just like when you do anything, the more you do it and realize that you can do it, you gain confidence. Yeah, those reps are important. Exactly. And you carry that confidence into everything else you do. So let's talk about that, though. You you mentioned you worked for the county for a little bit, then you left. Where were those job sites that you went to, and what kind of work were you doing, and what were you working on? I went to a uh, job shop over in Hanover, and from there it was anything that came in the door. You know, we could be working on literally anything, asphalt paving machines, could be building handrails, welding pipes. Actually, some of these elementary schools in the county here, uh, I did the steel work in the additions. Oh, um, nice. They were contracted in to do it. Heavy equipment, farming equipment. I mean, it was anything. You know, you'd be amazed how much the trades are in everything we do. You can't get away from it. Yeah, it's, I mean, it really is the bones of society. I mean, Mike talk about it all the time on this program that how it's. Yeah, I don't know how. It's the backbone of civilization. Yeah, I civilization mean, wouldn't you, run without it. If we didn't have plumbing, where would we be? If we did not have in trouble masons, <laughs> where would we be? If we didn't have don't have welders, what would we be doing right now? I mean, we'd be bolting everything together, and that doesn't work in all in all cases. Yeah. So uh, being young as a welder, and you mentioned building that confidence, were there any mentors along the way that kind of helped you build that confidence uh, coming in through the door as a professional welder? You know, you, you never come through the door starting <laughs> as a professional welder. Uh, you come in as a helper. Yeah. And uh, the best thing that I would say to do is uh, make a friend. Find somebody that's old with gray hair and figure out a way to make a friend with them. And they will show you, you know, and help guide you in the right path. The gentleman owned the first shop I worked at, like I said, I worked for him probably five or six years, and it was it was a, definitely a smaller shop, and with that, I was allowed to do everything because, you know, we didn't have one department that did one thing, and w- then you sent it off and never saw that part again. You right. took it start to finish the whole project. When With that experience, that allowed you, did that, I mean, I'm assuming it, that allowed you to learn a lot of different types of welding, because I know there's different certification, welding certifications. I mean, there's a, there's a lot more than I could even imagine. Oh, there's, there, yeah. And, and there's probably a hundred right, plus different yeah, certifications you, you know, can acquire. And everything from stick welding to underwater welding, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it just runs the gambit. I, I know a, a guy who has his own little welding shop. It's just a shop of one, and he spends most of his time on planes running around because the government calls him up and says, okay, we need you to do a three-inch bead. Tickets bought, pick it up, get on the plane, get there. You're there for 30 minutes, and then you're back on the plane coming home, you know, and then the paycheck shows up. (laughs) (laughs) There's money to be made. Yes, no doubt. Yeah, so let's talk about about what you're doing right now for the county. What's an average day look like for you uh, working for Rocky County Public Schools, if there is an average day? It – it's pretty much putting out fires. Um, With it, fire. <laughs> well, that's, that, you know, when you're, the, when you're a person who's repairing things, that's what you do. Yeah. You're putting out fires. <laughs> it, it could be, you know, my average day, just thinking of some work orders I have right now, I've got a chair 
that's broken, just needs to be bent back in place and welded. I've got a Harley rake, which goes behind a tractor for grading. I've got to pull the whole thing apart and fix a bearing on it. Piping. Uh, next week, we're pulling down the water in the chill water loop of one of our elementary schools. And actually, I have to install a new valve, but we can't buy valves that fit where the old valve was. We have to buy something different, and I have to repipe it. Uh, do a lot of handrails. Uh, I work on the bleachers at the football uh, stadiums, the, the field goals, the soccer goals. It's I'm all over the place. Man, it sounds like it. it sounds like you get to see a lot of schools, a lot of yeah. parts of schools that people don't realize are so important. Like Absolutely. So how many welding certifications do you hold right now? Because it sounds like you're doing a lot of different types. It's a lot yeah, of different things you're doing. The, the thing is, though, you really you don't have to have the certifications unless the job right. requires the certification. Right, right. Um, I do hold four or five, and they pertain to what I generally do. I could go out and secure 20 more, but they wouldn't help my career where I currently am and right. what I, I do. Like, I, I even have a business on the side. It's an LLC, repairing heavy equipment. Another certification would not help me. I, what I have now, uh, not that it even has to have a certification to do it. Right. But generally, like when you get to uh, pipe and structural, that's when the certifications are important. So why is welding a great career choice? You've been doing it for a little bit now. Why, why do you think it's a great career choice? For me, it's because it comes natural to me. I enjoy what I do. I enjoy taking a stack of metal on the floor and turn it into something. Or when somebody brings something to me with a problem, you know, hey, can you fix this? The trades are more important, not necessarily just welding, but the trades. And I tell young people that all the time when they're not sure, you know, they're going to college, not sure what they're going to do. And I stress to them, get a trade. Yeah. You know, find something that you can do that you halfway enjoy and figure out how to make money doing it as something to fall back on. There's a lot of students that do go to college and find out that that's where they end up anyway after the fact. Well, especially you know, a lot of our electricity students who go on and say, I'm becoming an electrical engineer. Oh, yeah. You know, stuff like that. But you even got some certain situations where it's the student that went to college, didn't really have a solid plan, and things worked out, didn't work out. But when they're done, they're like, they don't know if that's where they want to go. Yeah. They're, they're kind of back at the starting point again, where they were before they went to college. And so it's a great option, something to get into, is with any of the trades to try them out, find out. And, yeah, and if please you're, try it. Yeah, and here in high school in Henrico County, you know, you've got so many different to choose from. And now that we've got welding back in our, you know, our, our list of trades that we are teaching, uh, I think it's great to bring finally bring that back. Henrico County had it for a long time. Before long before I started working for the county, they were having trouble getting students recruited. Definitely something that has always been needed. Now that we've got it back and have a class, the students are just clamoring to get into the class. Because, you know, you and I, in our, in our recruiting days, saw so many students come up to us because, where do we learn welding? Where do we learn welding? Yeah, well, we, you go we, to, it was a demand, could, heavy demand for welding oh, yeah. for the well, kids. You know, the body shop the teach like, welding. Yeah. You get welding over in the, in the precision machinery precision class. Precision machinery was one of the you main know, places we It was where, into. you know, so they're like, because that's what they wanted to do. Yeah. They wanted to learn welding. They didn't care if they had to go and learn body work or, or do machinery work. They wanted to learn the welding part so they could have something to walk out with. That's a good point that you were making right there, uh, Mike, about, uh, you know, welding and, and it being in demand and it now being uh, available again to our students here in Michael County. But, Ryan, let me ask you, well, why do you think that welding being available to high schoolers at such an early age is important to uh, the student, of course, but also important to the industry? It's it's a it's an open door. It's, it's an opportunity. It gives you 
experience to see if you like it. And of course, you will learn you'll learn some things. It's basically it's just a, a, a starting point. So many people, if you don't have that starting point, you can't carry it on. And this may be where I need to toe the line a little bit. You <laughs> will not come out being an experienced welder from having a class. The only yeah. way you get that is from actually experience. Hands-on. Exactly. Hands-on. Um, and, and that's what that's what our programs are stressing. You know, yeah, we're teaching them practical skills, and they can, they can walk out with certifications um, and licenses, depending on the type of class they're taking. But it's that what we're stressing is, is the hands-on experience they're learning. Okay, yeah, we, we, we stress the soft skills, and that's great. But if that's what they want to do, they're, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be an, uh, a welder. I'm going to be an auto mechanic. I'm going to be working in a machine shop. Nursing, anything. It's the hands-on experience they get. And yeah. it's always, this is that stepping off point where they got to do it now where it didn't cost them anything, you know, to try it out. And it gives them a chance that they can switch over, try something else if it found out that it's not what they were hoping it was going to yeah, be. I mean, it was, the cost is, is, is vastly different. We talk about college and it oh, being yeah. available in high school, but also even when you talk about going to trade school after high school, you yeah. know, the price starts to get a little bit higher exactly. in you, that regard. Yeah, you know, 50, you start off as $50,000, $60,000 to get a college degree. You know, in trade school, whether you go through the, a local union who they're helping you pay for it or paying for it outright or the con- the company that you're going to go work for is doing that because they see something in you and, they, and this is something that you definitely want to do. It's, it's giving them that option so they don't end up walking out with a bunch of debt in four years. Yeah. So let's talk about industries. What kind of uh, industries are in need of welders? It sounds like pretty much everybody could use a welder. I, I tell you if, you, if you sit back and really think about it, and when I look back at all the different things I've worked on in my 20-some years of doing this, it's everywhere. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not just welding. It's, it's electrical and plumbing and HVAC too. But just in the, in the, uh, the welding, I look at like uh, concrete, for instance. The aggregate that goes into it is mined. There's a there's mining equipment first. There's heavy equipment that digs out the ground. There's conveyors that carry it up to the plant. Then you've got all your different apparatuses to separate and you know classify your different size material. Then you've got cement plants uh, that actually haul in the the powder that is cement that they mix in with the aggregate. You know there's constantly well there's rail that brings it in rail cars. You know you've got silos, you've got pumps, you've got pipes that that move all this. Then you've got your trucks that haul it. Then you've got your plants that actually mix it. And you know it's it's just constant when it comes to agriculture. Yeah. Every, everything that makes ground contact wears out. Or yeah. breaks. <laughs> and, and breaks. And yeah, absolutely. It, it's just, it's everywhere. When you sit back and think, if, if we could not weld, how would we do these things? If we didn't have electricians, we don't have plumbers. I mean, the trades are, in my opinion, the place to be. And I do tell young people this a lot. In the 23 years I've been doing this making a living, I have never once missed a paycheck on a Friday not once not proud of it but I have pulled up off of a job and just this is it I'm leaving and within hours I was on the payroll somewhere else because those, those skills are in demand I it mean, is. And the, it is it's and one it, of those things I don't see going out of fashion anytime soon only evolving it can't yeah. it can't I mean and I think that's where a lot of people are missing when you see the conversation that goes on out there in some areas I'm not saying everybody has this opinion but it's, it's something that f- over some decades now, there's just been this opinion of the trades aren't important. Mm. It's not important for your child to get involved in. It's not important for you to get involved in. You're, it's being very so- short-sighted when 
the doctor says, you know, you should be a doctor. You should be a lawyer telling, you know, young people, you should be doctors, you should be lawyers, you should be computer technicians. And, you know, none of those trades, are, none of those jobs or careers are bad or want to talk bad about them. But you can't do them if you don't have the ground, the base ones, the trades. Their cars aren't going to get fixed. Their houses aren't going to get built. The plumbing's not going to get done. There's no hospital for them to work in. Exactly, mm. exactly. I remember when I was in high school, uh, I've got two older sisters, very intelligent women. I remember them telling me that I needed to focus on computers. And this was back in the early 2000s. I graduated in 2001. And I almost couldn't graduate because I didn't have a computer class. And I was putting my foot down. I said, I'm not taking a computer class. I have no need in a computer class. I hate computers. And... Uh, you like him a little bit more today, though, right? No. Very little. <laughs> Very little. He's avoiding them. Yeah. Um, but I remember telling my sisters that they're pushing computers so hard. They're pushing college so hard that one day, who is going to be in the trades? Yeah. And those of us that are, we'll be able to name our price. And it has evolved back to exactly what I said. Well, that, that and, was a pretty good prediction because that's basically see, where we're at right now. You huh? see yeah. these men and women that are in the trades. Knocking down big money with oh, yeah. zero student loan debt. Especially welders. I mean, that's one of the reasons that we uh, wanted to have a welder on the show. Because yeah. we often, when we talk to different uh, professionals in the field on the show, they're, they, they're looking for welders. And they're also talking about how much they're willing to pay welders yeah. to come and do I mean, work. There, there's so many different types of welders. I mean, yeah. you've got guys that out in the field, you know, uh, doing structural steel. You've got uh, guys that work on heavy equipment. you got guys working on mining equipment. You've got people that work on conveyors, you know, in food industry. They're everywhere. Their welders are needed, and they're different types. You know, there's some welders that stay clean. You know, they, they've got clean jobs. And you've got some of us that don't go home, you know, and walk right in the house. You know? <laughs> that, my, that's my dad. Growing up, it was my, it was my dad. I mean, it, he would come in completely. It was like you literally had he had a strip out of his clothes in the utility room because he wasn't bringing in all that grease and grime from rentals from the can plant into the house and you know and and, and even when they they pulled i think i told the story before when they pulled him off the floor and sent him to engineer school he would jump down in the pits with the guys and come home and, and my mom was like oh my god this aren't you done with this because <laughs> and and even before you know, up to his it. retirement he was down working with the guys because he's he felt he goes he had to be hands-on with the guys it was better to show them to try and explain to them and just stand up there from the top look down and get frustrated <laughs> absolutely so ryan let me ask you this though uh weldon there's a lot to it i remember when they were talking about different oxygen needing to be added to the flame in the, in the welding class so what do you think is the most intimidating thing about welding and how can people i guess overcome that fear of getting into the industry of not being able to understand those aspects of welding because there's a science behind it. In life in general, everything is intimidating when it's new. The best thing you can do is stop, take a breath, and then do it. Ask a question. Ask a question. There's you know, somebody going to be there. If if you're if you're not messing up, you're not working. Yeah. yeah I mean, I still will. You know, I'll, I'll go to cut something and realize that I cut it 48 inches instead of four foot eight. You know, it's like, well, dag on it, you know, but you, you've got to work, you've got to try it and you've got to make mistakes to learn and move on. So everything is intimidating when you first do it. But once you get in there and, and get to working, you realize and you start to learn and you'll, you'll progress. And you know, mistakes are okay. Mistakes well, are okay. But, you know, I was watching a program talking 
on Elon Musk. And they were talking about how NASA has always approached, you know, when it comes to going to, to space. It's all about zero errors, zero errors. You can't learn in an environment where you, you engineer it to the nth degree and think that there won't be any errors. Elon Musk, he embraces errors. He looks at it as saying, when it breaks, we know we can figure it out and we can make it better next time. And then bang, when they got it right, one rocket motor, first stage rocket, has been launched 13 times in a row and landed 13 times. Mm. You know, just landed this week on a moving platform sitting on the ocean. You got to get out and do it. You got yeah, to get out gotta, and do it and make uh, those mistakes. Adapt and overcome. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But if you keep making the same mistake and you're not adjusting, yeah, <laughs> you know, that's where the problem is. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem is where you, you're wrong. You know you're wrong, but you're like, I'm not going to. Yeah. I know it'll work this time. I know it'll work this time. Something about Al Albert Einstein and Albert Einstein and, and insanity or something like that. So um, <laughs> what would you tell students that maybe you are considering this career path, maybe considering getting into welding? What's some advice that you would give them? Well, th this is where my – uh, welder slash iron worker comes out uh, <laughs> you got to toughen up it's plain and simple it's a dirty job it's not easy there are days where you're going to come home and you're going to be hurt you know you're going to cut yourself you're going to burn yourself uh, you know you're going to pull a muscle on your back you've got to keep going it's not an easy career path it can be lucrative and as you learn you learn better ways to do things so that you don't hurt yourself the next time so that and learn to be on time if you can be 15 minutes late constantly, you can be 15 minutes early. Uh, and if you're on time, you're late. For, that's what I was always taught. Yeah. If you're on time, you're late. Yeah, exactly. When, when, the, when the bell strikes, you should be ready to work then, not yeah. walking in the door. Yep. You, you got to stay pretty busy in the county, huh? I, I can imagine. It is. It, sometimes it, it, you know, when it rains, it pours. <laughs> Some days, uh, you know, I can take a, uh, I can lean back a little bit and, I can ride around the county to three or four different sites and, and pull my measurements, make my drawings for stuff I do need to fabricate. But sometimes it's it's got to happen. It's got to happen right now. Do you think it's important for you know professionals like yourselves to connect with students early and maybe that'll help drive maybe some of the interest in welding because we hear about deficits across the trades. Um, that's a common theme on the show. Yeah, so it's not changing anytime yeah. soon either. Looking at the numbers, so getting professionals involved with the students early maybe will help the interest increase as far as entering trades like yours, like welding. Might not be a question for me to answer. <laughs> um, my opinion, uh, I think the interest needs to be there first. Yeah, and it seems like it is from the way y'all are filling out the the most recent uh, class y'all started. But uh, for me personally, uh, I don't want to have a bunch of young men and women come to me just because they're bored and this is what they're doing today. Yeah. You know, if you're interested, I'd be proud to show you some things. But if the interest is there, absolutely. But, you know, just showing up at a uh, high school cafeteria and trying to slow the kids down to walk by you to tell them about welding. <laughs> it's not going to get through quick, to them that way. Quick story. I was out at the Regency, at Regency where our, we're building classrooms. Well, you've probably yes. heard of it. We're building mm -hmm. classrooms up yeah. there. Yeah. So I was out there taking pictures uh, of the safety training that was going on, and the students that had already had their OSHA cards because they were already in one of the trades classes that were, were working, they'd all, I'd gotten there, and they were all on break. Well, they were all sitting at the table in, the, in one of the storefronts with the students that were taking the safety classes. And when one of the instructors said, okay, we're ready to go back to work, and said, I need everybody outside, whoosh, there was no stragglers. I was – I – caught myself grinning <laughs> everyone got up and was outside and ready to work 
they're just, I mean, literally, Rashawn and I have been out there quite a yeah. few times. They're doing demo work. They haven't even started any real work. That's coming in, well, in a week or so. Well, the demo stuff does look fun, I have to say. <laughs> the stuff you saw yesterday, the, the that I missed, I am so, yeah, I wish I'd seen that, that looks fun. But, but at the different. same time, they were up and out there and ready to work. And it was just like, wow, what a great crop of kids we got in this program this summer. So I was just really excited. Call so myself granted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we... Those are the type of students that we are looking for. And, uh, you know, we do have some really, really enthusiastic students. But what can we do to draw more of those types of students? What do you think, Ryan? I mean, coming from uh, folks that are actually in the industry, what do you think we can do to draw more students like that to our classes? That I can't tell you. <laughs> it's, you know, it's for everybody, it's different. You know, the reasons why they go after certain yeah. things. You know, for me, as a young man, uh, I had to work. It was the only way to survive. I had to have the money. So that – pushed me to keep going and to better myself so I could better, you know, better my career and eventually make more money. But if you were out, if you were like in our position and we're going out and we're talking to high schoolers or middle schoolers to talk to them about something they can do once, once they get to high school, what would you tell them to spark an interest? Because, you know, a lot of kids aren't they're in middle school and even the first years in high school, they're not even thinking about college on that, even though it's being drummed into their head. They're they may, not thinking yeah. about it. Yeah. But what would you tell a student to say, hey, this is an option, too. And, and this is why you should explore and check it out and find out if there's something in one of these programs uh, that interests you. You know, we've got you know, 31 A-Center programs once you get to high school, all of them hitting the major trades that are in such demand. You know, um, you had an interest. And maybe the student, it's, it's something that they will find out they have the interest. But what would you tell them to, to motivate them to say, To even get them just out. to look in that direction, yeah. right? Yeah, just uh, for a second. I mean, you could easily tell them that, you know, the reason that the world has welders is so engineers have somebody to look up to. <laughs> Put that on a coffee mug. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. So uh, let's let's uh, come, show coming to a close here. So why do you think uh, the work that you do is important, and uh, and how have you seen that? How why do you think the work that you do is impactful, and how have you seen that impact firsthand? Let's ask the question that way. It makes the world go round. With it, without industry, nothing we have would be possible. I mean, think of the chair you're sitting in, the, the desk we're sitting at, the vehicle you drove here in. It goes from not only the infrastructure that we have, but the food we eat. You know, without, without your cattle gates, even though it's just a small part, it does have a part to do with it. You know, a, uh, a broken combine. Without having a welder to put it back together, well, how are we going to get grain? You know, while it's just a small part of it, it is part of it. And it's in everything. And the more, the more you're in industry and the longer you're around it, you realize that it's all, every trade comes together to accomplish this. You know, I think that's a great thing that CTE does do is it's here to give the kids a starting point because it's, it'd be a whole lot different to go to a welding shop with zero experience, never struck arc, doesn't know how to turn the machine on and get a job. Like I said, you're not going to walk into a shop at a young age and boom, become a welder. They're going to start you off, but they're going to pair you with somebody, and they're going to give you tasks to do. And once you prove yourself, you'll move up. You know, it, it takes a while, but it, it does happen. If you had, if there was a situation where you had a student that was showing an interest in one of the trades, it could be welding, but the parents a little bit on the fence. You know, parents lean in. Well, I really wanted to go to college. They want to do this. What would you 
if you had the opportunity to talk to that parent, what would you tell them saying, you know, to, to convince them that this is an, this is a viable option. You know, it's a viable option, but what would you tell them to convince them? There's money to be made. There is. Cause There's when you, when you think about it and that's what everybody's thinking too, yeah. if they're going to college because they're looking, you know, it's that, it's that story of if you go to college, you're going to make more money than the person that didn't. I don't think that's accurate. And it definitely isn't now when you look at the, the, uh, the numbers of tradespeople going down, but the demand going up, like you said, that everybody's writing their own ticket. So let, let's expand on that, uh, Ryan. You said there's money to be made. Let's talk about how lucrative welding can be. It could be very. And it, again, goes to the different types of welding. If, uh, if you want to chase a pipeline, you know, pipeliners make big, big money. They true, they do work. 16-hour days and seven-day weeks. But if you were a single man or woman, didn't have a family, anything tying you down, you could chase the pipeline. In a couple of years, you could pay cash for a house. Underwater welding. You know, if you want to fly around the world and weld on bridges, there's big money. Now, it, that is a single person's job. <laughs> uh, with, Hard uh, to raise a family. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I couldn't do it now. But, you know, I've got a welding service that when my phone rings, I drop what I'm doing and, most time, it's somebody that, well, I generally specialize in heavy equipment, logging equipment, farming equipment. You know, they want it fixed right now because they got to get back to work. Yeah, they got to get back to work. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. if they, they can't cut trees without their tree cutter. You know, the farmer can't, can't plant his field if his cedar is broken. I was eating dinner one night, I guess it was during April, and a buddy of mine, he's a farmer, he actually farms my property, and uh, he called me. And he said, my cedar's broken. I need you now. And I said, well, do you mind if I finish eating my dinner first? <laughs> He's like, finish your dinner and then come on. And, you know, I made some good money that evening. I was working in the dark, rather been at home with my wife and my children. But that, uh, that, that cash money, it, it talks. <laughs> well, plus, there's also that, the sense of satisfaction. You've got somebody back up and running so that they can. Exactly. It's not just a matter of I go out and get paid they're back to work so they can get paid and on down the line because yep. that affects so many different areas. You know, when the farmer's equipment is broken in the field and they can't wait for somebody to come in from the manufacturer to do a repair on the engine, or in your case, something's broken and needs to be re welded back to, you know, so this operational, the planning season and all these things are all determined on timing. You know, when, the, when it goes in the ground is when it comes out of the ground, it gets to be cultivated. If, if the equipment's broken when it's trying to be cultivated, if it's sitting on the, on the vine or on the stalk too long, then it's no longer viable mm -hmm. to be cultivated and it's good trash. It's, you know, the, the animals can't eat it. We can't eat it because it's gone bad. In anything you do, and you're somebody that is relied upon to get a job done, your job is to helping so that somebody else can get their job done. Yep. And there's a certain, there's a great amount of satisfaction that comes out of that. I'll tell you, it's a trip when, uh, when you pull up on a, uh, on a road site and there's a paving crew and the paving machine is broken and they've got dump trucks with asphalt ready to lay the road down. Mm -hmm. You're a puppet master. You tell them to, hey, I need you to do this. They're running, you know, because if not, they're going to lose a tremendous amount of money yeah. in asphalt that they need yep. to yes. put on the road. Because it ain't staying hot in the back of a truck exactly. all day no, long. Not. No, that's one thing it's not going to do. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for joining us here Absolutely. on Henrico CT. Even might have let you come out and hang out with some of the welding students and, and uh, you know, teach them a little bit. I don't know. I got to check that off of 
with Mackin. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see if that's cool with him, though. But uh, you shared some some really, really good stuff with us here today. Uh, about to let you guys go. Before I do, I want, you remind, want to remind you to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com to learn more about our welding class and the other classes we offer your student here inside of Henrico County. Um, and Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of your major podcast venues and most of your minor ones. Uh, look us up, like, and subscribe. Don't miss an episode. Lots of great information, lots of different uh, trades, experts, and professionals out there that we talk to. Great information about how you can get information about these different uh, possible careers before you get out of high school. Please look us up. Please look us up. Like, uh, subscribe. I know Mike probably already said it, but I'm going to say it twice because you can never say it enough. Okay? <laughs> so that's it for us. For Ryan Beck, for Mike Roberts, I'm Rashawn Garnett. This has been Henrico CTE. Now, until next time, so long, everyone. Walk this way, walk this way. Okay.